This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Welcome to another edition of Allez Le Rouge with our regular guests John Nicholson, Keith Colvin and Steve Monaghan joining me for this podcast, all season ticket holders um, at Anfield. Well, the red machine, or rather the red juggernaut, keeps on moving on, coming down the hill, going up the hill. The Reds are coming up the hill. Since our last podcast, we've beaten Chelsea, Porto and Cardiff, and there seems to be no stopping the mighty Reds. We're in the Champions League semi-finals, and we've reached 88 points in the Premier League, which is a record with three games to go. Um, so, Keith, what's in Impressed you most about the recent run of games? Um, I think for me, it's just the the inevitability that we're going to win. I think the team have got this this will now where they're just not going to lose, and and obviously not even drop any more points now, and obviously get to in, in the cup competitions. It's just it seems to me. I was talking to someone aware today about it. Who's a he's not a Liverpool fan, and he said he remembered the teams of the eighties and the seventies where. You just basically Liverpool looked like they're going to win, and he said yeah. this team's like that. I said, yet yeah, the answer would agree. It's just they turn up every week now. Relentless, and, yeah, think, relentless. Yeah. And I just yeah. think no matter what, I know that the the team the team doesn't look at you. The crowd sometimes gets a bit. I think the, the crowd seems to start to relax a bit more now in respect that you just expect Liverpool to win. So that's to me is the biggest thing. Yeah, John, uh, resilience. I think Porto, you know, they were a better team than people made them out to be. And in, in well, at Anfield gave us a couple of problems, just didn't take the chances. But similarly, uh, in in Portugal, you know, they were, um, you know, they were all they were all over us in 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 the first few minutes, if, if you like. But we sort of stood up and weathered it and, and shrugged came it through. off. Yeah, yeah. shrugged it off. And yeah. then, you know, kind of, it wasn't easy. You know, the conditions no. as well, like the heat and everything, and you know, the surface and what have you. But but the way Cardiff played, you know. Burnley did it to Chelsea last night, yeah. and it's more, it's more obvious because um, Burnley's the away team, and it's yeah. more obvious what Burnley are doing, and everyone's onto them, all the divisions onto them. But Cardiff being the home team, when they're wasting time, and the keeper's taking forty seconds, fifty seconds to take a yeah. kick, every throw in to me to you, well I'll take it, etc. They really, really slowed the game down and made yeah. it difficult for Liverpool. Yeah. But but you know, but we, we came through. Yeah, Mono, what's the? Uh... There's, there's half moans on the No, he's right. No, he's right. As you say, the fit, them three games, it, it was tough. Every game's been tough, you know. Whether it was, you know, Porto away, you know, they give us, they give us a great, <laughs> great game that first half, and he thought we got away with it again. But going back to what Keith said, it, and you know, the and John, it's the resilience that we've got. The crowd were edgy when we were playing West Ham away, Leicester at home. But we, it's a different. We've got no edginess now amongst mm. the crowd, whether it's at home or away. I think because we know we're going to win these games now. Yeah. Then, then three games <clears> that we, you know, we had. Uh, what I thought myself was, was Sutton, Southampton, Tottenham, and Chelsea. They were pivotal, I think, for us yeah. to go on and hopefully win this title. But it's all down to Man City dropping points because we're yeah. not going to drop any more points. I mean, Cardiff are difficult to play against. And obviously, Warnock, you know the, the tactics they use. You know, uh, you know. Not the uh, greatest on the eye, but I never felt even even in half time. I never felt we wouldn't win the game. I thought these are going to tire, yeah, and Liverpool are going to get chances yeah, now. And uh, I mean, it was a set piece, wasn't it? You know, the uh, the corner, and I think Wijnaldum had told Trent that he said he's I've been unmarked 
just picked me out and but what a goal that was I mean can you sweetest strike uh, or your right foot a goal well it's, I think that's it was, it was that's perfection, what we needed because you know we were huffing and puffing to a degree and you know we'd missed a couple of chances obviously Gil's had a chance in the first half which ordinarily they put away but again you just kept not plodding but obviously the pitch didn't endear itself to our game which you know that was the way it was so we couldn't there was the a lot up. of debate about the pitch on I know but you know I, was, I, was, I didn't go to the game I was sitting there watching and I said to me mate said you know what that's the sound just before we scored said maybe try something different and just change the team around a little bit maybe throw someone up front and go and bypass their midfield because they were just sitting back weren't they you know what I mean let's be honest about it and they were wasting time. I don't, you probably picked this up, John, as much as yeah, I did. They wasted time after yeah. after about two minutes. Yeah, yeah. From we, the start. We, we, we were caught <clears> offside, <throat> and their goalie took about a minute to take the goal. The yeah, that, that goes, happened, well, that happened right, right through. I was going yeah. back to what John said before. I watched Burnley do the night, and then they exactly the same at Chelsea. Yeah. You know, wasting the time, you know. The Chelsea come out, you say, it wasn't Louise said anti-football, they play it right. But we see that every week when no, teams uh, play Liverpool, don't we? Yeah, but I, so I, that's I the norm. Chelsea to someone like that come out and say it, and like, you know, when they come up to, to Anfield the other the year, same, yeah. it, the ball was in play for six minutes in the first yeah, 20 minutes. That's right. When mm. Mourinho come up. So, yeah. what comes down goes down in that respect? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Was ironic, I thought, yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Uh, obviously, a brilliant goal by Ginny Wijnaldum. Mm. Uh, the penalty, I mean, there's no there's no <sighs> debate about the penalty, is there? It's a foul. On any other part of the pitch, yeah. that is a foul, you, isn't you it? Know, On any other part of the pitch, it's a foul. Yeah. So, it's a penalty. Peter, I was, I was right in the corner and it was right in front of me. And... You know, right away, if someone's either died or, yeah. or I'm not, it's not being biased. You know, I, I have a, the Evertonians. You never be biased. Uh, no, I, I, I say, how do you say the way? Listen, if it's a penalty, penalty. If it's, <laughs> if it's not, it's not. So I, he had his arm around him, not yeah. for like two, three, four seconds. For the, the but don't you, uh, there's been, but there's been a lot of debate about, and we, we, we could all see he had his arms around him for a long time, but he had to do the theatrics to get the pen. Yeah, because the Is referee that, wasn't blown. I know, know and why I mean? wasn't he blown? Well, you, know, you told me, you know, it was our favourite referee, Mr. Martin Atkinson, which I didn't know until the game started. I was, I was fearing well, I mean, the worst when I found that's that. That's why, out, you know, he's had to do that at the end. Yeah. Say, look what's yeah. happening to me. You know, like, I've wanted him to do more often all season yeah. because yeah. he's getting grappled and fouled all the time and he's trying to stay on his feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and he, and, but I mean, you look at somebody like Hazard, brilliant player, by the way, yeah. but when when he gets fouled, and, and to be fair to him, he does, he does get, get fouled and all the time. But when he gets fouled, he goes down and he gets his free but kick. But the problem for Salah is that he's, he's the villain of the piece at the moment with the press and the, you know, social media and obviously pundits on the telly who will have a go at him for that and, and Hazard's the darling and all, isn't he? So yeah. no one says nothing about it and I'm not blaming Hazard because he does get kicked everywhere. Yeah. But, but, same Salah. But, but I can't see how, you know, 18 months ago or whenever it was that we're all getting told by Allardyce and um, Shearer and Neville that Lovren put his hands on Cal- yeah, Calvin, Calvin Lewis's Lovren, yeah, back, yeah, so yeah. It's, it's a penalty, fault, it's, it's his own fault. fault. Yeah, yeah. But yesterday, that's not a penalty. No, exactly. I can't, exactly. I it doesn't I, I don't know. I mean, I've watched all the punditry and, and listened to people and read all the reports. Everyone has said it was a penalty. Well, apart from Neville, yeah. Gary Neville, Neville said it was. Gary Neville on social media. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so well, Gary that, Neville's just enough, doing that as the pantomime villain, yeah. isn't he? He's bound to be doing what's that. What's Gary Neville smoking that old stuff? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's bound to be doing that as the pant- pantomime villain. Like, oh, no, which, leads us, <laughs> which leads us to the, uh, to the Manchester derby. Now, um, uh, we have the Manchester derby coming up. Um, so I caught up recently with Andy Mitten who's the founder, member and editor of United We Stand, a grassroots Manchester fanzine, but he's also um, a journalist with various magazines and he actually 
lived, spent his time in Barcelona. He lives in Barcelona now, between Barcelona and Manchester. So caught up with Andy. So let's listen to his Andy's thoughts on Liverpool's meteoric rise under Jurgen Klopp. I'm now joined by Andy Mitten, who's a football journalist and also the editor and founder of United We Stand, which was a very famous Manchester United grassroots fanzine. So, Andy, how long's the fanzine United We Stand been going? We're in our 30th year now. Started it in 1989, October 89, a time when I felt football fans didn't have a voice. There were major changes happening to football fans uh, with the Taylor Report and the, the Conservative government were... I felt they treated football fans as all being hooligans, thugs, and I thought, I'm not a thug, I'm not a hooligan. And we sort of, I was an ang- angry young man and wanted yeah. to fight for the rights of fans. It's just gone, for, gone on for a long time. I yeah. never for one minute thought that I'd become a journalist or that the mag would go on for so long, but it has done, and yeah. that's thanks to a massive team of contributors, ground sellers and, and yeah. readers. It yeah. keeps it going. and. Now well, it's obviously um, it's well respected. And you've you've seen the glory years and all that. You, I mean, really, it was you know the magazine that owed me going a few years when um, I remember you saying you didn't think you were going to ever win the Premier League because of all the disappointments in the early nineties. The day we first sold United, we stand outside Old Trafford. If we would have won against Chelsea. We would have moved up to eighth, and I thought eighth is pretty decent. <laughs> and and just to look back. After what became, uh, you know, them sort of two decades of near continuous success, and then yeah. <laughs> to now go to a position where Manchester United were seventh and eighth again under David yeah. Moyes was, yeah, yeah. was a real shock. No yeah. one, no one could see it coming. Yeah. But then so, I've seen my team win numerous league titles. I never, I, I always thought I'd be happy to see one league title. Yeah, seen my team win the European Cup I, I remember thinking wouldn't it be great to see Man United win mm. get in the European Cup so see them win it twice I think it's it, it's a similar position now with Liverpool fans because a lot of younger Liverpool fans have never seen Liverpool win the league so it must be a very similar yeah. uh, thing to when uh, when you first started the uh, fanzine how how do you, um, how, do, how do United fans view um, Liverpool challenging and do they really do they really want City to win rather than Liverpool or is it just you know Jekyll and Hyde one thing you think in one thing one thing you think in another I think Liverpool are Manchester United's greatest rivals I think the two clubs are very similar in many ways often in more ways than people would dare to admit they've both by far and away the most successful English teams domestically in Europe they've both got global followings they're both massive in their own cities and I think there are a lot of similarities among the, the, the fan culture although We've always been better dressed than you have. <laughs> I think that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that I, I did a poll last week and it was on social media, so you've got to allow for a huge amount of distortion there. But yeah. who do you want to win the league? And that's like saying, who do you want your your wife to leave you for? The yeah. neighbour on the left or the neighbour yeah, on the right? Yeah, yeah. The overwhelming majority, eighty-five percent, uh, did not want Liverpool to win the league. And yeah. I actually think that's a a backhanded compliment because they know that. You're doing it the right way. Mm. They know that you're mm. not bankrolled by a sovereign uh, wealth fund. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, City are obviously a big club. They've always been a big club. They're not United or Liverpool's level. Yeah. Found it quite ironic in recent weeks seeing Man United fans who've never been to a game having a go at City fans for having empty seats. Yeah, I, know, yeah. I know Manchester City fans who are very good football supporters yeah. who've followed their team through thin and thin for years yeah. and seen absolute nothing. Yeah. And we would absolutely hammer them because yeah, yeah. we're that bad. And but they still carried on going. They, yeah. went, they supported the team and, and I respect them for that. Mm. And obviously I want them to lose every week especially in this week's Manchester derby and I want Liverpool to lose every so week you, as well you, you know, the, and I, I don't, the, I don't I, you know, the Manchester my, derby you, you, you want to beat City of course yeah. Manchester even United. if that means handing Liverpool a title I want Manchester United to win every game that they play yeah. and everything else is secondary yeah. to that and, and that's basically it who yeah. do I want to win the league? I, I, you know, I can just feel my, my brain being <laughs> vexed when I think about it. Yeah, yeah. Because I do love winding up. Do you need counselling? Yeah. I'm, not, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm a well balanced individual with a, with a happy family life and two lovely children, and it, and, yeah. it, and it is only football. But yeah. when that Aguero goal went in a few years ago, yeah, probably needed counselling at yeah. that point. I was disappointed with myself yeah. for getting myself into that way. But football lets you believe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But um, I've quite enjoyed Liverpool not winning the league and winding up people like yourself because yeah. that's exactly what you did to me. Yeah. And I came out of Anfield in '92 with "Have you ever seen United win the league?" ringing around my ears. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. banners like "Form is temporary, class is yeah, permanent." Yeah. And come back when you've got eighteen. Come back when you've won eighteen, and, yeah. and we did do. And a mate of mine came into Anfield with a banner. Yeah. <laughs> And snuck into the Anfield Road. Yeah. And fair play to him uh, for that. So I've enjoyed it, but I also know that you've got a very good team. Yeah. Very, very good team. Uh, you're doing it the right way. Yeah. I don't think that you've a, you're a relying on an oligarch or. Yeah. And, and I think his net spend uh, clock uh, is something like 100 million. You know, it's about time you've got a good team, but you have. You've got you've got a proper good team, and I've been speaking to Barcelona fans this week. Yeah, saying because you live in Barcelona. Yeah, I've divided my time between Manchester and Barcelona for 19 years, so yeah. I'm watching Barca uh, 20 times a season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I did Messi's first interview in in English. Yeah, and I've interviewed all them lads many times, and mm. I don't feel anything when I watch Barca play in yeah, my yeah. heart. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I respect them. Yeah, yeah. But there's times when I'll say to my wife, I'm going to work. And, and, and I think, have you heard yourself here? You're being paid to go and watch Barcelona. Yeah. <laughs> you call and it you're weird. blinded by this brilliance. Yeah. But I, I am. I am. They're mm. not my team. Mm. And I'm hearing proper Barca fans, who the type who will be coming to Anfield, saying mm. that they think Liverpool have got a better team than them. Yeah. And they're not saying it to me because I'm English. They're yeah, yeah. saying it because they genuinely think they genuinely it. Think it yeah. and, and that is a massive credit to how well... And well, how, it, how it highly shows how, how far Liverpool have come yeah. since Klopp took over, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, you, you came to Old Trafford against United's B team, and how many did you score? <laughs> well, I, that's an interesting uh, thing. I mean, that was a pretty dull game. Yeah. But I, 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 uh, I couldn't believe United uh, would defend at Old Trafford. I've never seen that in we my lifetime. I've to. never seen that oh, in my no. lifetime. Uh, it's, it's odd, you know. because Man United at home, should be attacking yeah, yeah. one of the world's great football teams with all these talented players yeah. but I think you've got to be realistic and pragmatic mm. Liverpool are better than Manchester United at the moment yeah. 
that United team were weakened and then weakened further by injuries. Yeah. So what do you do? So yeah. like saying, go for the scalp bastards. Yeah. <laughs> but you're gonna get hammered. Yeah, it's yeah. gonna be a repeat of 2014 when you won 3-0 yeah. and got out sang. Um, under David Moyes, he wasn't quite as successful as Alex Ferguson. And was he uh, was he Alex Ferguson's choice? Yeah. Moyes, yeah. Yeah, he was. Yeah. He was. He was. So what you 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 obviously you, you know, seeing Liverpool, I mean, I was, obviously I haven't won anything yet, but do you see Liverpool under Klopp as being, having the potential to win, to start a, a dynasty that will win things? I think if you can... Do you have that gut feeling? If, I, if it was in my gut, it would quickly turn to vomit if I had to think of that. <laughs> I think, looking at it as a journalist, you've expanded Anfield and you needed to. Uh, because it was far too small for years. You got left behind yeah. commercially yeah. by United in yeah. the 90s. You're still behind United commercially of now. Course, yeah, yeah. I like what you've done to Anfield. I like the fact you've stayed at Anfield. I like the fact that there's development going on around the area. I think football should, clubs should be at the heart of the community. Mm. You've got to reduce that step where your best players are too readily saying, we want to go to Barcelona. And if you're winning European Cups, which obviously hope will yeah. never happen, that will be make it much easier yeah. because you just know that Mascherano, Suarez, uh, Coutinho, that Barca, they're still thinking this is the right step for me to yeah. to make. Yeah. But if you're beating Barcelona, yeah. it becomes less of a. Yeah, of, of I mean, a step. It still will be an attraction for South, oh, of the South Americans, but we want to become a destination club, not a stepping stone club. I mean, I think that's the important thing, and I think Klopp is. Is is providing that? Oh, he's a great manager. He, you know, he's a great manager he at Dortmund. I interviewed Ed Wood. Did you, was he linked in, with the United Club? Well, what what happened? I tell you stuff that Liverpool fans might not know. Uh, Liverpool asked a mate of mine three years before he was appointed to be put in touch with Klopp, and my mate, who's German and very well known over there, mm. he put Liverpool. He, he, he asked Klopp would you like to manage Liverpool and he just said no thanks it, whatever the timing was wrong yeah, whatever yeah. timing he just said no thanks in the meantime in September 14 I interviewed Ed Woodward this was his first interview and he described Klopp as a genius mm. and I'm sure if Klopp would have been available towards the end of the David Moyes yeah. the Louis van Gaal United would have gone from him mm. because the two teams don't trade that's not going to happen now yeah. and he seems to have bought into the Liverpool uh, mentality yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. And, you know, and, and he's doing very well with it dynasty depends on on a lot of things because I think it's harder for any team to be dominant in England now you go back to the 90s early noughties Man United Arsenal United could go to Tottenham and buy the best players Berbatov Carrick you can't do that now to any team in the Premier League Bournemouth can outbid AC Milan for players yeah and Manchester yeah, yeah. City True, yeah. are very strong financially. Mm. Chelsea are very strong financially. So mm. for one team to dominate and then dynasty come from that, mm. I think it's very, very difficult. Even mm. for Man United, with all their their power, mm. uh, I think it will be very, very difficult. Do you think Pep will stay at City? Or do you th- have you got... Um, I think Pep's probably the best manager in the world. And I loved him as a player. Loved him at Barca. Great player. Loved what he stood for, the way he carried himself. Mm. Very bright guy. And I don't think he'll stay long term. I know he's very happy in Manchester at the moment. I know his family are happy. I know journalists who know him very well. And I'm always looking for cracks from him. 
you know, is he not pissed off with the weather? No, he really likes it. <laughs> Are his kids not unhappy at school? No, they've got a great headmistress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. And, and what he's there got... There should be a chink in the armour somewhere. Got somewhere. Yeah. Uh, what he's got, he's got absolute power, which managers want. Mm. Manchester City have basically said to him, mm. you run this club the way yeah, you yeah. want. Yeah. And that's what managers want. Do you think for Liverpool, to, in order to dominate under the club, here for the next two or three years, it would need Pep to go, or do you think... Do you think Pep's always, you know, City, if no. he's there, they're always going to dominate? I don't think he'll be there for five, ten years. No. He's got that obsessive mentality where he burns himself out. So when he left Barca, I know what went on there. I was very close to it. And it's all, all the public uh, proclamations, and I was sat there where... I've done what I can, I've enjoyed mm. this, blah, blah, blah. He basically fell out with some of his best players because yeah, yeah. he did their heads in. Yeah, because yeah. he's such an intense person yeah, yeah. that, that um, Fabregas, Messi, yeah. they, they, t- they weren't having yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. And, and the same thing happened with Luis Enrique, who's another mm. great manager, mm. who came to watch a game on the cot, by the way, with, a, with his hat pulled down because yeah. he's a big football yeah. fan. So, no, I don't think he'll be around for 20 years will any manager be around Do you think for I'd, 20 years Klopp I mean he usually stays at clubs for 7 years stayed at yeah. Mines for 7 Which years is a long time. 7 years yeah. so if he stays at Liverpool for 7 years uh, do you think you know Liverpool have got that potential or are you, are you worried they've got that potential to start to if win you've got things? power I yeah. think your recruitment has, has really improved mm. I think your communications has left teams like Manchester United trailing the way that you, the Liverpool started dealing with the media. Mm. Uh, I always remember being in Michigan at the start of this season. Mm. Mourinho, we offered him an interview, just snarling at everybody. Yeah, yeah. And then I saw some of your communications team. I saw Klopp mixing with travelling scousers. And I just thought, yeah. the miles ahead here. What would yeah. be funny is if things weren't to work out with Solskjaer at United, and obviously I hope they do, that... If United then go for Guardiola, that'd spook him. I just say, look, do you want to come up with a bigger club? Or go for Klopp. Do you want to come up with a bigger club, Jürgen? Let's have a good that, man. Thanks, thanks for your input. <laughs> yeah. Um, fascinating stuff, Andy. I mean, that's, that's a brilliant insight. Best of luck to Manchester United <laughs> that's on the first uh, Wednesday. The first and we'll all be that. sitting there with our... Uh, come on, United. I'll do it, yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, uh, I, what am I supposed to think to that? I don't want to make Liverpool fans happy. I don't yeah. want to make Manchester City fans happy. But I do want to see my team win the Manchester derby. And I want to see them get into the Champions League next year. However, not even convinced that's a good idea because they're not close enough yeah, to yeah, being yeah. able to win it. Yeah. Thanks for that insight, Andy. Much appreciated. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. It was really interesting to hear, Andy. That was before the Everton debacle. Um, but even before the Everton debacle, he seemed to be in in need of some counsel there. I mean, I did say that on the on the podcast on the uh, on the interview. But he really is traumatized, isn't he? I think he really is, you know, because he's seen uh, United. His fanzine's been going since late eighties, early nineties. So he's been throughout the glory years. Never thought it was ever end. Like we always felt the uh, Liverpool dynasty would never end. And he can see it crumbling now, can is, is, he? Is that the Andy Mitten that we know? <laughs> is it? Can the real Andy Mitten stand up for Yeah, I think no, he's... But you it, know. Was, it was 
it was a good listen actually because I I agree with him. Sonny Sesh where he said about the two clubs are linked a lot closer than what people would like to to sort of accept. Yeah, and it's it's ironic that Liverpool now hopefully are on the cusp of coming back into it, where United are going to hopefully fall away. Because it does, for me, I think football comes in cycles. Although now there's a lot more money involved to stop that cycle being a little bit further apart than what it normally is. You know, City have got a lot of money, Chelsea have had it, United have had it. But I, I do I agree with him in some respects that it is our turn, and I think most Man United fans are now petrified of that rather yeah, yeah. rather more yeah. so than what Man United Man City yeah. do. I mean, he said he he did an online poll, and you got a you know eighty five percent of yeah. the online poll for United we stand wants uh, City to win. Yeah. You know, which doesn't surprise me. It's probably a bit skewed, but he wants United to win, and I think a lot of match going United fans probably they when they that. get on the ground yeah. probably think, yeah, we want to beat these. You know, uh, we'd be happy with a draw, wouldn't we? I think made up with a draw. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, I'd be happy with anything that takes you know points off Man City, but. I do agree with you. I think a lot of the fans in the ground, proper United fans, yeah. will want their team to win. You never, you just, do you ever want to? That's what we do. No, no, do we we got, let's, we let's go back to, to the. Let's uh, go back to ninety-five. Yeah, yeah, yeah we well, that's, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. I wanted us to beat Blackburn. I did. So did I. Yeah. And, and that's not. <laughs> that was that was the truth on the day. But you know, when we saw even Redknapp, and we didn't know the United score. We all knew when Redknapp scored. We didn't know the results of United at West Ham. Was it? Yeah, West Ham. So we. Um, I just think uh, Andy's got got troubles. <laughs> I think I think also the, a lot of that's media induced, isn't it? You're yeah. saying Liverpool fans want, you know, and I think there's a lot of media in, inducement with this saying, you know, United want. I think at the end of the day, you, you don't want to see you don't want to see your team. No, you, you don't, don't want to see, see your team, team lose. Team, yeah. And he's writing what he said. You know, he wants Manchester United to win every game. Like we want Liverpool to win every game. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think most of them be like that. I think again, it, it's, it's social media. It's you know, been driven for, by, the, by the press. If, if you just listen or, or read social media for the past few months, you think that every other fan in the country, almost to a man, doesn't want Liverpool to win the league. But whoever it was, I don't know, it was Paddy Power or someone just on a survey around all the clubs. And I think there's only three clubs where the majority came out in favour of Let's, Manchester Let me guess those clubs. Uh, Manchester United. <laughs> Chelsea. Everton. And Chelsea. Chelsea. Yeah. But every other club yeah, yeah. had more fans in favour well, of Well, I actually had a Man United, uh, sorry, a West Ham United fan um, direct message me on Facebook saying he wish we, you know, West Ham had lost against us because we would have won the, you know, would have been nailed on to win the league. And he's an old, uh, yeah, you know, yeah, 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 an old man, uh, yeah. an old West Ham fan yeah. from uh, the days of West Ham, from the old days, yeah. and that. And he's a genuine football fan. And he said, "I don't like new money in the game. I would rather Liverpool win." Now, obviously, we have spent we some spent money, money, but we're not, as Andy was saying, we're not the new kids on the block like Man City or, or Chelsea and that. And I think the great rivalries. You know, around the world, one of them is Liverpool, Manchester United. Well, it's probably one of the one of the best. You know, besides your Barcelona and Real Madrid, really. But with, with Andy's comments, comments there, I, I honestly believe that most of them want to get beat on on Wednesday because yeah. it's sending one of the greatest rivals. They can put up with Man City, their yeah. neighbours, yeah. next door neighbour. Because it's new money. To go and win the league. And they, yeah, they give them stick because of all that goes with it, you know, yeah, with yeah. all the money and what have you. I, I, and, I, and they've only yeah. got so many league titles or they haven't got a European Cup. But for us to go to win the league and to get number 19 and one behind them, it's it's devastating yeah. for them. I, I, can, I can see that side of it, but I don't think anyone, it's like us, 
if we went on the grounds and we'd just been sunk by Everton 4-0 or whatever it was I agree two days you, before, yeah. there's no way in God's earth that I'd want Liverpool to get beat to get by beat anybody. Again. I wouldn't yeah. care who it was. And yeah. I think, you're right in some respects, man, man, I do believe in that. But once that but the whistle blows and that ball, first ball being kicked, they'll want to beat Listen, City. So, ironically, ironically, Everton probably done Liverpool a favour. Yeah, possibly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But the, best so, like, yeah. the best result for us um, on Sunday that's just gone that was Man United so because Ollie's got to get back on the wheel and get back yeah, and get that, get that, that I don't think there's one Man United fan that would say let's get beat tomorrow you know so the scouts don't win the league and I'm looking forward to Thursday night Europa League next season I don't think there's one who'd say that mm. not one not much going lads anyway yeah, well I Andy did. told me that uh, United I mean yeah and the, you know, he said this is this is true that if United don't make the top four there's incentives in the wage uh, structure yeah, you that they, lo- they lose 25% of the wages. So for the modern-day footballer, that's one of the that's greatest a, incentives ever, wage, isn't it? For, you know, yeah, so yeah, forget must, about what yeah. the fans think. Yeah. Those players will want to be getting in the top four. Won't but they? but uh, some of them, most, is half them players going to be there next season? Well, you don't that's, know, do That's for them to yeah. sort out. But on the general point of... Wages being incentivised, I can't even say it, to, to where you finish in the league, I'm yeah. surprised. Because that used to happen years ago, didn't it? Yeah, but yeah. now in the modern day of these yeah. super agents, I'm, I'm amazed at that. Yeah, well, it's, it's true, yeah. actually. Yeah. But we know ourselves, when, when you say we'll have to be there next year, you can't just ship out no. No. overnight. A million pounds course, yeah. no. And you can't, and again, this is we know ourselves, yeah. you can't just keep changing your manager. No. no. I hope that it comes back. So, oh. so they've got to stick with Solskjaer and they've got to stick with... With a lot of what they've yeah, got and, and add to it, yeah. Yeah. And, and and they've got to pick themselves up, and they're not going to do that if yeah. they don't go and compete tomorrow night. Yeah. Do you? I mean, your heart to heart, you think, uh, you know, after after seeing um, after seeing the lack of effort on Sunday at Goodison, half time stat was the United had run four kilometres less than Everton in the first half, and I thought, well, it's got to improve in the second half. The final whistle. They'd run eight kilometres less, so mm. the, there'd be no increase in effort. Were they thinking maybe this game's gone, we're going to concentrate on Wednesday? Do you honestly believe that they will have a go? Well, I was talking to a lad today who used to work with his Man United fan, um, and I was talking to him about Pogba as, a, as an isolated person. Now, his remember, Royal Highness Pogba. Yeah, remember a couple of years ago? God, know, it wasn't last year, I think it was the year before, wasn't it? It might have been this last year. Where United went to City, didn't he? And they got battered in the first half, didn't he? And then he come out and turn the game. He's got, I think he scored two goals, didn't he? And says, United went on to win 3-1, didn't he? Now, he's capable of doing that. But it's all about him. So I, I, I tend to think that the likes of him, Might possibly Martial, if they're playing, and yeah, I'm sure yeah. he will play them, will pick themselves up and say, this is what I can do yeah, yeah. for me. Come, and, come, come, come and get me Barcelona yeah. and so Real Madrid. I, I, think yeah, they yeah. Will, I think the players yeah. will pick themselves yeah. up. John? Yeah, one thing that gives me heart, to be honest with you, was listening to Solskjaer today. And I'll quote what, what he says, if you don't mind. He says... Have you got quote. to? No, because I think, <laughs> you, you know, this is relevant, you know. We've got to be ready for their pressing, so we have to defend well. We've got to be ready for their aggression. They will snap at your heels and ankles and kick you. They won't allow us easy counter-attacking. There will be fouls, absolutely no doubt about it. And when you watch those games, they commit so many players going forward, mm. end of quote. And for me, Solskjaer's got Man City off to a tee there. Mm. Did you... Yeah, great going forward. The way they pile forward, great players and all of it. But when they haven't got the ball, we, we, we mentioned Burnley before, we mentioned Cardiff about spoiling games. Man City are as good as anyone yeah, yeah. are stopping the opposition from playing when yeah, they haven't yeah. got the yeah, ball. Yeah, yeah. And if Solskjaer's onto them 
and he gets that into their players and their yeah. players don't let City get away with that like we did it at the Etihad oh, yeah. we let Bernardo Silva yeah. foul our players for 90 minutes before he got well, booked definitely yeah. did as well, we let Fernandino yeah. get away with two clattering tackles in the first 10 now United have got loads of players who aren't slow coming forward mm. as we know Young and Herrera yeah. to complain yeah. to the referee so I think if, if he's got that attitude into United then they go prepared yeah. for the way City play because they're not this all singing all dancing great attacking team that deserves to win things they've got a ruthless side to them yeah, when they yeah. haven't got the ball yeah, yeah. and people aren't honoured enough and referees He's on enough, yeah. but if he's onto it, I've got a bit of faith that they'll do something tomorrow. I, I've always thought this was the pivotal game for us that yeah. they would drop points, whether Man United be playing bad or, or very good. Yeah. He has been the last few months since Ollie come in, but for, for me, it's it's it, it's what it's what the players with their self pride. I think yeah, that's yeah. going to come out tomorrow. Tomorrow, their attitude. Yeah. You know, they, I mean? if if they if they if they've got to be up for it. Like maybe the, maybe most of the crowd won't be. Let's be honest. You know, we've, yeah. we've we've touched on that bit. But I, I was thought this is the game. It's a derby game. Mm. You know we've played Everton when we were flying. You know they mm. went to playing well. I mean it was boring little little game. Mm. You know I think I I well, think this is the game where we will drop the points. If you look to uh, if you look to the Spurs game, I mean Spurs on a different on another day, and I thought Edison done brilliantly on the one on ones, but they could have scored four or five. So you can get chances, but it's whether United adopt the same tactics they did against Liverpool, where they just basically defended, didn't they? Mm, yeah. They defended all the time. Whether they're going to do that at Old Trafford again, I don't know. I, I think this is, we spoke about it last time on the, the, the podcast we've done, about City not being under any pressure in the games they've been playing really lately, have they? You know, they seem to be coasting through, and then they've, they've hit a bit of a wall. They got beat by Tottenham. They were, apparently, I didn't see the game on the Saturday, but they were lucky against them in the league. And I think tomorrow yeah, night yeah, yeah. will we'll be interesting to see how because we we've actually you know we've we've struggled not struggled but we've ground results out haven't we under pressure haven't we and that's for me that's a great attribute to have but City's never really had to do that now tomorrow they're going to be put under pressure by United no matter what anyone says United mm. are going to go at them it'll be interesting how they handle that pressure if they come through and beat United and wipe the floor and fair play to them. But it'll be interesting to see how they handle the actual pressure they're going to get put under. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, there's been games all season where, you know, City, like Liverpool, obviously, you know, they've had probably 80% possession. But in, in, in a mad way, they've struggled to create. You mm. know, it's okay, 80% possession, but you're just passing them back and forth between, you know, your midfield, your defence. But yeah. on Saturday against Tottenham, it's the first time I've seen them really struggle with their yeah. nerves and you know well, they started the, launching the, the ball the, the for the last 15 the 20 minutes the intensity they were of it all. the ball out the intensity of it all. The even, ball even the fans you can sense it yeah, when yeah, you're watching yeah. it yeah you know well, they're, they're going after their um, 11th straight premier league victory at old trafford you know which is, is you know it, it, it it's up there i mean they did i think 18 last year so they're capable of doing it aren't they yeah they did 18 last year I think the record before that was 13. I think Chelsea and Arsenal's um, Invincibles done it, didn't he? Yeah. But they're going for the for the 11th. Um, you know, we, we can't affect that. And I think Klopp's attitude is great. We can't affect other games. No. Yeah. no He'll be walking his dog maybe tomorrow yeah. night. Klopp, Klopp, said, you know, you know, he's, he's had a little... Not a tick, well, he has had a tick at Man United, hasn't he? Let's be honest about it. And he's been very clever in the way he's done it. He's not been blatant, but he's, he's threw it in there, and so, and so he should. Yeah, but, you know... <laughs> We had to keep that pressure on City until these two games against Tottenham and United. We had to stay in there. Yeah, and we have. And, and done we've it. done it. We've done yeah. our bit. And we can't do any more now. So, yeah. Pop's right in that yeah, respect. Yeah, yeah. And Tottenham, yeah, you're right, Peter, on a different day. 
maybe if they, if they hadn't played them in the Champions League, maybe on a different day, Tottenham are turning them over. Yeah, yeah, with yeah, the, yeah. With the one on ones yeah. that they had and what have you. It's a fascinating. Um, it's a fascinating game. It's a lot of subplots, isn't it? And the, I think the biggest subplot is. You know, you, I don't you're going to watch it, Keith, or you're going to uh, walk I the dog? Will actually, no, I probably will watch it actually, against your better judgment. <laughs> but I think, as much as you don't want to keep talking about them, I think the biggest subplot in it all is actually Man United themselves. How do you actually do this game? Because it'll mean it'll show them for what they are. They're mm. either a club with us on the way down with a mentality of just let's not Liverpool win things, or they actually want to start winning. It's a good point. And I think it will mean more about them than anybody else. Ref- referee John uh, Andre Mariner? Got any- Got, tomorrow night, tomorrow night yeah, for uh, the Manchester derby. Got confidence in him? Well, I think that it, I, I think this matter showed in the last game that Man United played their Old Trafford. They get a, a two-one win against West Ham. The, you know, they mm. win with two penalties, and West Ham feel aggrieved that yeah. you know they had a good goal ruled yeah, out. Yeah, they've got one up to their end. Yeah. So whatever yeah. the result so, in the Manchester derby, we've still got to beat Huddersfield. On Friday night, yeah, you yeah, know, and is is this the game where you see us improving our goal difference, or just beat them? No, just just beat them. Game, win. You know, you just well, need well, to win. Everything yeah. else is a bonus, and as long as we win, yeah. that's the most important thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think yeah. any game you go into where you think let's improve our goal difference, you know, you, that's where you end up getting beat one 0 yeah. Well, we've done yeah. that once at Crystal Palace, didn't yeah. we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, Huddersfield are already down, so they've got that freedom to play. Do you see them causing Liverpool any problems? Or well, see I think it, on it? Friday, the sooner we get the first goal, the better. The longer it goes out to score, and they're going to be getting a bit more confidence, aren't they? And we said the crowd won't get edgy, but they possibly will. So the sooner we no, score, for me, the better. For me, it's in no doubts. You know, it's, it, we're with Liverpool on the road. We've had our three hard, hardest games. And I, I, but I'll go what Klopp has said. You know, every game is our game. We, yeah, we yeah. understand that. But go back to Southampton, Tottenham, and um, Chelsea. Chelsea, you know, during the week... Um, we're on the road. I don't think we're going to get beaten now. No. But we can listen. Then they've got Pearly again on the weekend. Yeah, City yeah. Monday away. night is it Monday night? So they just they just yeah. got a result. Pearly's a difficult game. Pearly getting that point at Chelsea. Yeah. Yeah. Point at Chelsea. Yeah. Barely getting that yeah, ch- point at Chelsea has yeah. put them in a decent position. I think yeah, they need yeah. one more yeah. point for yeah. safety, don't they? If if Burnley want to want to play, yeah, and fancy winning the game, Burnley can make it so hard for you. Yeah. So we you know, after Huddersfield, then you know you're looking forward to the, uh, to the small big, matter of uh, small matter of Barcelona <laughs> away. Now you know it's it's uh, it's one of those things. Andy Mitten was talking about, and they said you know you know he didn't expect United to to beat Barca, but he didn't expect them to lose by such a margin. You know, especially after PSG. But watching that United game uh, in Barcelona, the first ten minutes. United look as if they could have done another uh, PSG on on Barca. United could have scored. Yeah. could have scored two and a bit. So how do you think Klopp will approach this? And how do you think can Liverpool stop Messi? Because Messi changed that game against United completely. Got the ball, got a bit of a got a bit of a, a window, went for it, and just you know What's absolutely it? brilliant goal. Can we stop Messi? Once again, it, he said, it, it, as you say, yeah, United had a few chances in, in the first five, ten minutes. Yeah. That could have been so different, that game. But the game wasn't... In the end, uh, before they scored, it was... I was thinking, they're going to get something here again, Man United. But then, Messi just comes from nowhere. Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's what I'm saying. Them. How do we you, stop him? What, one minute, you, you think he's not yeah. in the game. Yeah. But he only needs that quick five seconds to yeah, be in the game yeah, and yeah. score that goal. 
Yeah, how do you, how I, you stop I, I, I mean, Arbolo stopped him, didn't he? Remember Arbolo? Yeah, that, that was his debut. Arbolo was debut. Uh, he did a brilliant yeah, job yeah, on him yeah. years ago. Andy Robbo on him. Yeah, I think yeah, but, uh, it's Andy Robbo. Can he do it? Do you think? Oh yeah. You yeah. know, well, I mean, that's the big test, isn't it? I know it's easy said and done, but the, the best way to stop him is not let him get the ball and, and keep hold of the ball and do what we've got to do. And I think if we go there with the right attitude and the right game plan and the right players on the pitch, I think we can beat them. You know, so to answer, you know, to beat stop them over two legs or beat them in, no, in the new camp. Yeah. Beat them over there. Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, we'll, think, we'll, don't get me wrong. I'm not underestimating Barcelona by a long stretch. But if we if we play the way we're playing at the moment and we're all saying we're on the roll here now and we're just grinding out, yeah. but we're playing some good stuff as well at the same breath. So Barcelona's a big pitch. It suits us. Yeah. Yeah. I know suits them as well. Well, but, it's interesting yeah. what uh, Andy was saying that you know Barcelona fans that he knows who are actually match going fans, not the tourist types. He thinks Liverpool are the better team. You know, they think Liverpool are the better team. I mean, does that surprise you, John? Or do you think Barcelona slightly on the wane compared to the way years ago? You know? uh, it, it does surprise me in, in, in a way. I haven't looked a lot of Barcelona this season, but I did get this sort of impression that maybe they weren't as good as they, they have been, you know, just from some of the results. Certainly the defence, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and I just wonder if, if Barcelona will really want to play a game where they're pressing us in, in our own half and keeping the ball the way they do and just risk that we can just, just nick, it. nick it off them like we did at Porto the other night for was it the third goal mm. or whatever yeah. you know with uh, mm. Firmino at yeah. the left back position I think he was yeah. wasn't he started, yeah. two or three passes later and ten the seconds it's, it's in Porto isn't it? so I think Barcelona might be a bit worried about that to be honest so yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe Barcelona might play a little bit of a different game yeah it's not the Barcelona well you know from a few years ago when they were winning the European Cups you know yeah, yeah, every, yeah. every year or still, two. A, still a great team no they are a fantastic you know, team yeah. you know let's not under, <laughs> we won't underestimate them Liverpool but as we've all just said <laughs> listen we're, we're on a roll Liverpool and we, mm. we can go we can go and beat anyone that's, yeah. the, that's how the, that's the confidence we've got yeah yeah that's, yeah you know that's yeah. through the fans and through through to the players and through to the manager mm. you know that's where we go back to what we were saying before again no there's no no um, no anxiety anymore I don't think yeah, yeah. you know yeah. we all know the ball's not in our court now it's cities mm. to lose yeah. we, we've got them three hard games out the way we kept saying and now it's 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 down to Man City but Barcelona I, I think it's it's we'll beat them over two legs. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, and I think yeah. the other thing you got to think factor in is the fact that you know, say City do beat United and then beat Burnley or whenever they were, then you know the, these two games then become pivotal and there's winning something really, doesn't it? Mm, you know, because yeah. that could be taken out of our hands yeah. by City that we can't win the league. I know we still got games after that, but you know the more they keep winning, the harder it becomes. Of course, yeah. So for us to have these two games against Barcelona, yeah. it's that's a chance of winning something, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. that's an important. You know, I mean, we have we have. Um, you know, we got Coutinho and Suarez, ex yeah. Liverpool players. I mean, you know, uh, do you think what, what you what how how do you think Liverpool fans will react to them? Do you think well, what I'd like type to think of reception they'll, they'll get? get? A good reception, both of them. Myself, I think so. Yeah. I, I would be doing nothing other than giving I'd, them a clap. I hope they both do. Suarez certainly Same will. Suarez, yeah. yeah, I hope there's no negative stuff towards Coutinho, to, to, despite the way he went. I don't see but, the point in it. Yeah, but why, why why, why, would there be a difference? Because Suarez did almost the same as Coutinho, yeah. didn't he? Yeah, he, but, he engineered a move, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, but, but Suarez, uh, it was just my view, did he really need to sign the contract that he did? That mm. I know he left six months later, but it got us mm. 90 million or whatever off Barcelona. And he never, ever failed to give us everything mm. on the pitch. Yeah. Well, I don't well, think Coutinho did neither, did he? You know what I mean? Coutinho's well. a different player than Suarez, obviously, yeah. in his mannerisms and his, his character. But for me, modern day footballers now, you just got to take them what they are. Especially uh, South American ones for us, you know. 
you know, Torres come from Spain and he wanted to move in eventually. So they all want, if they don't get something what they want, yeah. they don't but win. Things, South Americans would see like yeah. uh, you know Liverpool as maybe a stepping stone in the past, yeah. but now with the Klopp, you know, dynasty. You know what's well, happening. Right. That, it, it's got to be a destination, hasn't it? Well, Liverpool. It's got to be a place so. where you want to come back to. Yeah. Right. I mean, and there's been some talk in the press about Coutinho. Like that must have been fed to the press, mustn't it? That you know, oh, you know, I would have liked. But you know, that's why it's important. It maybe to win, to win something this season, whether yeah. it's going to be the league or the European Cup. We yeah. we have to win something. We have to win one of them trophies this season. To, to keep these players and to attract these players as well. Yeah, yeah, you know? of course, yeah. yeah. So that's it's so so important. But back to back to um, what you're saying, will he get a, a good reception? Unless we win like three or four nil from the first leg, and then they, they will do. I think it all depends on they the results. Stick. Because uh, no, because the, the, you know, the, I think the the old crowd will just be right behind Liverpool and mm. maybe just forget them. The best thing if, is, if indif- for me, the best thing is indifference, but you just know the cards are no, I, I would just say to our fans, if you know, if you really feel it's necessary to, to book a team, you know, use that energy to support your own team. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't see, you know, know, I don't understand why we just don't give them a good clap and they come on the pitch and forget about it. And then that's it, yeah. And that's it. You know, yeah. they, mm-hmm. they deserve that. For, for me, my own personal opinion, they both deserve that. Coutinho, as you quite likely say, done basically the same as what Suarez did, or mm-hmm. but vice versa. So, and Suarez was loved by the fans. So was Coutinho when he was there. It's just an inevitability of it all. We should put ourselves above that. Liverpool yeah, yeah, fans yeah. will always, yeah. you know, for argument's for like sake, slag off Chelsea fans yeah. or whatever. And we should put ourselves above that. And, you know, it's like, it's like and, Man City fans in Milner. Yeah, yeah. 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 The fellow was great for them. He was brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so, for me, well, I, I don't yeah, understand, I couldn't why, understand why Cardiff fans were booing Van Dyke. What was that all about? What was that all about? And Salah. There's booze, you know, there's booze. I don't know what it was over. No, I but, you know, no, maybe they were threatened by them, but, you know, it's one of those things. It's it's a backhanded compliment. As yeah. Andy Mitten said before, it's a backhanded compliment. United <laughs> fans not wanting to, you know, it's, it's almost saying Liverpool, we know the Reds are coming up the hill. Yeah. And uh, uh, you've been listening to Alain LaRouge. Um, hope you've enjoyed it. Some feedback on social media, please. Uh, our regular guests, Keith Colvin, John Nicholson, and Stephen Mono Monaghan. Thank you for coming in, and uh, fingers crossed that we've got something to uh, look forward to against Huddersfield. And if points are dropped, just imagine the atmosphere against Huddersfield. It's just going to be, and then uh, the return leg at Anfield against Barcelona. It's just, it's a magical time, I think, to be a Liverpool yeah. fan. You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.